Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our Christmas Eve edition of Morning Minutes, episode 340, with myself, Michael Bergio, Mark Novak, talking about how limbo is deadly for a suburb relating to a property that is in limbo and how one of the largest sales in freshwater, Northern Beaches, for $26 million will change the game. Morning, Mr Novak. The 2020 highest sale in the whole of the Northern Beaches uh, in freshwater, done by us, Team Novak. Good morning, Lee. How are you? And Luke, good morning. All righty. We were just... We want to sort of reflect on sort of who buys a property for $26 million and what does it sort of mean for the community and the area. And I know um, as we do a lot in this sort of market of developments, there's always that sort of pushback from the community or stigma like, oh, a new development knocking down and the potential traffic, more units. Um, there's just this bit of pushback. But we're not we're sort of reflecting, and especially this site in particular, and I sort of go, well, limbo is more deadly or more impactful or more harmful to a suburb than the actual transaction and the potential of a new development. And what I mean by that, especially with this site in particular, where the, the landowner the landowner for the last five years has not been sure on which direction they are going down. Are they going to keep the building? Are they just going to do a renovation? Are they just going to do a full knockdown rebuild? So, and then what happened there was no long leases were given, no maintenance to the property or rest of it, restoration. No love. No love. And when when there is no when there's no tenure given to tenants, there were no new leases taken up, no new businesses, and the property by the time it was sold out of, say, 20 properties within the property, 15 were empty. And that just kills the joy, kills the life of a suburb. And that you know, this sale can really help. That's so annoying with the um, thingo. Um, Sorry. I thought I'd try something different, but it just didn't work, getting a car just, wash while we're doing this. It just failed. Oh, look, <laughs> you can't be done. Yeah. And... And especially because I lived in freshwater, Mark would have lived in freshwater and worked in freshwater when all the shops were full, it was very vibrant. And I can, from my own experience in the last five years in that suburb, it just hasn't had that life in the shopping precinct. And I'll show you where what we mean. I'll bring up where the property was located. Where is it just bring here? It up. But it's... um. You know what? The, the it's interesting. Also, while you're bringing that up, I oh, go for gold. Go go go. Yeah. So you can see basically Freshwater's uh, a vibrant suburb, and there's only say half a dozen key buildings and a handful of shops there. And as you can see highlighted in pink, this is the main strip, Lawrence um, Lawrence Avenue, Freshwater. You have the IGA across the road. And when you can imagine all these shops basically not activated for a long period of time, it's basically the heart of freshwater. Everybody can relate to driving down a street or a set of shops, and when all the shops are empty, you just think the economy is shit, the area is dying, there's no life. And that's what has happened for freshwater in a long time. So, Mark, talk us about what type of buyer buys this and what the plans are 
and what it will bring to the community? Oh, look, um, it, it almost represents half of the commercial precinct of Freshwater. So it's a significant sale. The, uh, the landowner had owned it for 50, 60 years. It was a second, almost third generation own, uh, holding um, between the family. And the purchaser is um, a private family um, that, um, that, that are buying it to, to develop in the future. Um, no, real, no real rush on that, um, but uh, going to be leasing it, getting the most out of it while they lease it. Um, and then at a later point, um, doing something with the site because it is a little bit old. Um, but you know, it was incredible how much how much that that sort of disabled or inhibited the whole suburb by by having it in limbo because that current owner was just so uh, I'm going to renovate it, I'm going to I'm going to sell it, I'm going to renovate it and keep it, I'm going to sell it. He was really in limbo with that, and I think in business you just can't afford to be half pregnant. Um, in property ownership, you can't afford to be half pregnant. You get it rented, you get it rented the highest price, so you just don't do it at all. Just don't just, just sell it, you know what I mean? Because cause it was in that limbo, it just put it into such a dangerous category for the property. And when you're talking a $26 million asset, this should be returning. What should be the return on a $26 million asset, Michael? Um, at least sort of... Uh, 5% return, so 1.3 million income, up to 1.5 million in income. So, you know, when it's not generating that sort of income, then, then the whole, you know, that owner gets affected. The whole suburb got affected. Uh, it was crazy. But, you know, it, I'm just so proud of Freshwater. It's such a resilient suburb. Um, Michael, the rents, you, you, you've always said about Freshwater. So anyone who doesn't know where Freshwater is, it's one, one beach up from one, one and a half beaches up from Manly. So you sort of got Manly, Queenscliff, then you go across across to Freshwater. That's the suburb. It's an incredible, it's, it's a very, very nice suburb, isn't it? Yeah, and just, I'll, I'll get into that in a sec, but just with those, the rent a $26 million property could generate, um, th that's how it would be around that 1.3, even 1 million. But this property could generate as is, $2 million. So by not by being in limbo, not having those tenants in there, one, it affects your community with empty shops, but also the actual value of it could have been $40 million if it was fully rented, but it's been in limbo and it was sold at $20, $26 million. And Freshwater yeah. has basically always had the highest rents on the northern beaches. It would, like to put in perspective, even higher than Manly on an average. Yes, there are some particular waterfront properties that have a higher rate, but freshwater on an average of the all the shops, and there's not really many offices, all the shops would have the highest by a lot of the time 20, 30, 40%, which is huge. It's like a lot of people would think Manly would have the highest or somewhere like Palm Beach or even like some main properties in DY, but no, it was freshwater. So it's... It, um, a lot of businesses are going to love that now something has been done on the property and there is going to be a path forward. And as you said, it could be next year or it could be in five years. But when it's when it it's either going to help with businesses now renting it for at least a tenure of one to five years or when it does get knocked down and rebuilt or whatever happens for the, the life of it as well.
And don't forget about freshwater. I know we're talking about the rentals that freshwater gets, but freshwater actually does not have an ocean view like Manly or like DY Beach. So it is an extremely incredibly high rent considering there's no vista, no aspect, no view um, that people are paying for. It's it's sort of, although it's very close to the beach, it's still a couple hundred metres inland. So it is a monster, monster, monster of a rent for the area. Now, this is the highest sale for um, for the whole of the suburb. So we've got 200 oh, – sorry, precinct in the northern beaches, which has a little bit of COVID at the moment. We've got um, over – 110,000 properties and for the whole entire year of, of 2020 this represents the highest price paid for any property out of those properties there um, guys what do you want to know anyone who's watching what do you want any details about this deal what interests you about this deal can we answer any questions because it's pretty interesting hey yeah it is and I think um, with they bought this during COVID, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's a, when a lot of people are saying, no, don't buy, and it's not the time to buy, when you see some of the largest transactions being done during this period, like, they, they it, it shows the resilience, but also when people are going left, you go right, and why is that such a strong sort of message in a lot of ways of life, and especially with property, because... The, you look, property is a long-term investment, and I think a lot of people get caught up in the micro markets. Like this month has been bad. Like right now, Northern Beach is going through COVID, so people, are, I'm not going to buy the market, the market, the market. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people say no, don't buy now, but look, look at it over a 10-year period, buying a property that wealth creation and buying now. Yes, now may be bad, but that then, if a lot of people are thinking that, wouldn't that make it a great time to buy when there's less buyers out there? Yes, it may hold back some sellers to go to market, but if you're ready to buy, there's a property you like, don't let things happen happening in the short term affect your long-term plans because a lot of the yeah. uh, hindsight, a lot of the best purchases or growth in a property have been bought in a time when people said don't buy so it I think is so, it is so counterintuitive. It is so counterintuitive to beat by. Like it's been a, it's been a very trying time for the whole of the Australian economy, uh, all of the Australian people. It's it's just doesn't make sense to go out and buy a commercial property. But I've got to say, the buyer of this twenty six million dollar property, I think, is absolutely genius because it's. That's the time when I personally think when you double down, when everyone's running north, run south, or when everyone's running south, run north, um, you know, it's genius. Yeah, it is. And anything else you want to add to that? Or I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a wrap. So we're definitely excited for freshwater. Well, tell us, when you were working in freshwater, you would have had, what, all shops full and that sort of vibrant. Go through a bit of your experience on how, that, how it was when all the shops were full compared to how it is sort of now. It's shared mine, but you've been there a lot longer than I. I think when you're assessing commercial precincts, you've got to look at the demographics. I think you've got to look at the population and you've got to look at, I think most importantly, people never, never talk about it, it's supply. Um, supply and potential supply. So 
a, a big thing with with um, with property is if you've got unlimited supply in a suburb, whether it's residential, whether it's commercial, you're not. It's going to be hard to achieve capital growth. It's going to be hard to get shit rented. When you when you're and and what allow me to give you an example. When your areas like Mascot or when your areas like Alexandra, they had say they had two hundred units. 30 years ago they then multiplied in the last 10 or 15 years they went from 1,000 to 2,000 to 4,000 to 8,000 to 16,000 to 32,000 in that whole precinct almost potentially and that's in such a short time yes it's close to the city but that definitely chokes capital growth and that definitely chokes that supply chokes capital growth and also um, chokes rental yields you know to get the property rented at a good price now when we translate and impose that over the top of freshwater you've got to understand there are no new units there are no new commercial there is no new land there is no new is hard new is super hard in freshwater that is a secret to unlocking incredible capital growth that is a secret to unlocking good rents so you know that suburb then when you look at the demographic of that suburb you go okay well these guys you know these guys are sort of fairly well healed at that price that they're paying to get in there they could almost live in manly they opt to go a bit more family so when you go a bit more family it's a bit like bondi beach you know you sort of when you may grow up there in your sort of um, 18s to, to 30s, but then when you get married, have a kid, you you know you want something a little bit more affordable. You don't want the hustle and bustle. You get a freshwater fair like Balgala, those Clontarf, those areas. So freshwater's nailed it for, for a couple of good reasons, and um, and I, I'm really passionate about it. Believe it or not. Um, people may find it hard to believe, but a suburb like DY is still struggling with um, uh, getting new development into it. Uh, yes, it looks like concrete jungle, but if you consider it was sitting at 8,600 properties 10 years ago and it's sitting at 9,100 properties today, that's not much supply being introduced or that can be introduced. So the rents have held well and going up nicely and the capital growth has held well and is going up nicely. Yeah, exactly. And you, there was always a lot of that pushback because people just have a bit of a negative connotation when it comes to development. They always think greedy developer or this, but they've won. They've got to make money. Let's face it. No one's going to do anything to make money. Um, so there's that part of it. As an agent, yes, we like to make money as well. The business owner wants to make money as well. Council, but then you look at especially DY now with just how Meriton opened up that centre and that uh, piazza area where you got the kids having lunch, people going for lunch, the open greenery area, like the positives. And I'm super excited for Freshwater to see what they can build because council always want um, with any approvals to really have a big contribution to the local environment, to the local area with the facilities, could be more parking, um, the aesthetics of it, they have a big say in it. So it's, it's going to be exciting. There was a DA previously for the property, which had about 30, 40 apartments and new shops as well. So it'd be exciting to see what the, what happens there in the future. So super, that's right. super. That's a wrap, guys. And I want to say, um, I want to say in this special, special time of the year, um, 
a, a big shout out to Luke Moroni, a big yeah. shout out to Ann Mole. Uh, a big now these guys, believe it or not, a uh, big shout out to Lee Woodward, Lisa Kramer, yeah. um, Lisa. everyone. Everyone that direct messages is us as well. I want to wish you guys a merry, merry Christmas. I want to thank you for your support. Doing what I do um, is very uh, – uh, this show uh, is is testing. And people like Luke Maroney and Mal, you have made it twice as easy. Um, yeah. With, with with your support like the amount of comments that you you support us with every day ideas concepts and you jog us along on this show I, I just um, I just hope as hell we're offering as much value to you um, yeah. have a Merry Christmas to everyone out there all of our viewers uh, Michael um, Merry Christmas to you Merry buddy well and it's so true a, like we scratch our a big year, but yeah like we scratch our head sometimes with the show because it's like well because this basically almost takes up nearly two hours. When you look at from when you the mindset of getting ready, you're doing the show, the editing after, like of our time, staff's time, it's a huge commitment and it's really good. And it makes it worthwhile having like the interaction from you guys. Because sometimes we just think, well, should we just be making phone calls? Like it's it's not the traditional real estate model, but we do enjoy it and we enjoy that people enjoy it. So we keep plugging it along. 340 episodes is fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> but Merry Christmas, everyone. Enjoy your families. I know it's lockdown, um, but you know the I can uh, you know I, I saw a World War Two photo of some um, some uh, in the trenches, some soldiers uh, on the twenty fifth of December um, in World War Two, and and it's true. You know we are we are blessed and in a fortunate position, although. COVID is uh, is is uh, ripping through the northern beaches. We uh, majority of us are very healthy. Uh, we've got our families around us. Um, yeah, bless everyone, man. Like hopefully it's it's. Um, I got a feeling the COVID things is far is rapidly on its way out by the looking at, by the looks of these numbers. Um, but Michael, well done to you. But I know for just to just share with everyone, you you've had spinal surgery this year. You've had a very mentally physically. Uh, testing year while maintaining a career and even this yep. show um, you know 340 episodes what what the ebbs and flows of what of every day of what, what's come out of these shows has, has mm. been uh, it's, it's been a, a lot of work for you and well done mate you're you're a, you're an absolute friggin' legend um, <laughs> yes super hard worker and uh, and super resilient so Merry Christmas everyone love everyone and we'll anything else we want to say no, I think it covers it. Big year. Thanks, Luke. And we'll be back, what? Everyone's sort of got like a four-day week now, Christmas, Boxing Day. Falls at a good time, which I think is a little, yeah, I think it's, <laughs> there's going to be a lot less drinking in public and everyone at home. It's very going to be a very different Chrissy. So, <laughs> anyway. You know what? Let's look, at the year, let's look at the year ahead and get out of the year ahead what we need. And, uh, and, and yeah, love to everyone. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. Bye. See you, Michael.